Hey everybody, welcome to Conversations. I'm John, joined by my gorgeous wife, Lisa. And Lisa, today's a big, big show. It's number 200. 200. Wow. I can't even believe it. I know, we've done 200 of these. It's been a delight. I know it was a little rough when we first started. It was really rough when we first started. We did. We almost kind of gave up. Thank you, people, for staying with us. Thank you. Thanks for not giving up on us. 200. Wow. Yes. So we just want to thank our family. We really do feel like you are a family. Lisa and I love seeing you when we're traveling. You'll come up to us and say, I listened to your Conversations podcast. Thank you so much for sharing. Look, we just want to be a blessing to your life. That is what God wants all of us to do for each other, to serve and be a blessing. And so if we can share some of our blunders or some of the wisdom, that God has revealed to us and it helps you your life and your walk with God. That's what's important. So true. So we want to encourage everybody. Again, we do it every show. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Your reviews actually will help people to be able to say, you know what? I think I need to, to get that program. And then their lives can start being transformed. And you might even get your review read on the program, which today we're going to read a review from Amma. So it's A-M-A. I hope I said your, I hope it's not AMA. I hope it's not a typo. I hope it's not yeah, a typo yeah. too. Sorry if it is. But AMA, you're going to know if I'm reading it because you remember what you wrote. AMA says, I really enjoyed listening to the podcast, especially as I'm running errands. It's an easy and enjoyable listen, but I also learn grow, and I'm encouraged each episode. It's nice to get to learn from people who are further along in the faith and share authentic experiences that have shaped their lives and ministries. So thank you so much, Emma. We appreciate your very kind and encouraging words. You know, John, this is the time of year where we actually, as a church, begin to refocus on the cross. I want to read this incredibly powerful quote by William Booth. He said, we must wake ourselves up or somebody else will take our place and bear our cross and thereby rob us of our crown. Wow. So, you know, a lot of times we, we think the cross is just this ornament. Yeah. That it's just something that we wear around our neck. It's something holy on the wall. It drives away vampires. But we have forgotten that the cross is not an ornament. It is a order. Jesus said that if anyone would come after him and to be his disciples, we are to do what? Deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow me. And yes. he said it in every single gospel Everyone. and sometimes twice in the gospel. So where is that? And this is, you know, I'm going to read it from the NLT. It says, okay. any of you, so this isn't just ministers, any of you wants to be my follower You must turn from your selfish ways. Do you hear that? Yeah. Take up your cross. That's denying yourself. And follow me. Yes. So here's the thing. We get the turn from your selfish ways. We get the deny yourself. But what does it mean to take up your cross? I want to tell a little bit of a story. I love your interpretation of it. Yes. Yeah. This is my random interpretation. So um, back in like 2012... My mom had had a stroke and I was writing the book Girls With Swords and you were traveling and I would have to make sure my mom was still in her bed downstairs because if she got up, she could fall. So I was staying up super late at night, working on a manuscript, taking care of my mom, getting all the boys, you know, in bed, which is even though they're full grown, well, they weren't completely full grown at the time. It's still, you just want to know everybody's asleep as a mom before you go to bed. And it was about 2 a.m. in the morning. 
And I was just falling asleep when I heard the Holy Spirit ask me this question. What does it mean to carry your cross? And I said, it means to lay down my life. And he said, that's deny yourself. What does it mean to carry your cross? And you know, in that moment, John, I thought, this is not a 2 a.m. conversation. This is a, I've had five or six shots of espresso. I have my Bible open in front of me. Not when I'm sitting in my dark, you know, and um, that it was right. It was, it was, I think it was Easter Eve which would be the Saturday before Easter service. And I knew I wasn't going to get to go to Easter, Easter Sunday because my mom was uh, staying in her home and I was taking care of her. And he said to me, how do you know when you're carrying it? How do you know when you've left it at home? Where do you keep your cross? I was like, oh my gosh, this is so confusing. But earlier that day, John, I had decided to take a poll of the wisest people in the world, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, I had asked them, what one word does the cross mean to you? And John, I was looking for one particular word that actually nobody gave me. And, but I assembled all of these words that the people were like, this is what the cross has provided. This is what the cross means. I got freedom, forgiveness, mercy, love, redemption, access to God, the blood, healing, sacrifice, holy, safety, salvation, victory, triumph, power, authority, grace, strategy, intimacy with God, reconciliation, atonement, restoration, gratitude, heaven's connection to earth, death to self, cleansing of the unclean, hope, nails, righteousness, and the name of Jesus. So which one of those answers okay. is right? All of those are right. That's correct. All <laughs> of those are right. And so, and, but I was looking for one particular word. I was looking for the word a weapon. I was looking for the word weapon because I'm random and I was writing a book called Girls with Swords because I have learned that there's no greater weapon than a life laid down. But here's what's happening. People think, I don't know what, I know what it means to deny myself. I know what it means to follow Jesus. I don't know what it means to carry my cross. And so I want to just propose that carrying your cross means that you carry out to your everyday ordinary world all of these things that Jesus has done for you, that you carry out that gospel. And here's, here's where I've got this is from Romans 12 verses one and two from the message. This is Paul talking to the new believers in Rome. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you. That was that big list is the best thing you can do for him. Okay. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Wow. So number one thing that you and I can do, it isn't about my sacrifice because God doesn't want my sacrifice. Jesus was my sacrifice. He wants my obedience. He wants me to lean into everything that the death of Jesus provided for me and carry that gospel out into the well, world. Paul confirms this when he said, I am crucified with Christ, yep. yet nevertheless I live, not I, but Christ lives within me. Yeah. So everything that was yep. provided by the power of what he did on that cross lives 
in me. Mm -hmm. So whether that's healing, soundness of mind, restoration, deliverance, we literally carry what he did, his victory to a lost and dying world. Now, there's another aspect of the cross as well. And that's when Paul said, I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me. Mm -hmm. So the cross says, done, done. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm, I'm not a part of the world. I I, I am going into the world, but I'm not a part of the world. So I'm in the world, not of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that there's so yep. much to the cross, mm-hmm. but I agree. The cross, when he says, take up the cross, we're not talking about putting up a big metal thing on a platform or a wooden cross on a platform. Look, it's the or power. Or just carrying a cross all over the earth. I mean, unless you're supposed to do that to be an example of what the cross represents. It's the power yes. of the cross. Yes. And, yep. and so I think it's really important that we yep. emphasize that and we live that out. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at Romans 6, it says that just as Jesus was raised up from the dead, even so we should live in newness of life. Why is that? The cross provided us the character and nature of Jesus Christ, that we can literally be his representatives, not in our own effort and strength, but by the by what is provided by Christ living in me, his nature being in us. We can display to a lost, hurting, dying world the living Jesus because he's literally living in us. You know, and I think one of the most powerful things that any of us can do, we've been talking about this a lot at Messenger International, is testimony. So I can give a testimony. I can give a testimony of where the cross had an intersection with my life. I had an eating disorder, and God healed me of an eating disorder. I had problems with incredible rage, not just anger, rage and wrath, and God healed me from that. So whatever the cross's intersection of your life has been is what you take out and give testimony to the power of the cross in your life. This was the resurrection power of Christ in my life. You know, only eternity will reveal the brilliance of the cross. I believe that the cross was actually how God defeated the enemy. It says that he put to death the enmity between heaven and earth with the cross. And when you look at a cross, it's fascinating where it looks like a sword with the point in the ground. You just see the crossbar and the hilt. And it was so crazy how God prophesied to Abraham. And then it says on the cross, God kept his promise to Abraham to the hilt. And the hilt is the crossbar of a sword. So it's to the uttermost. The cross was every affliction, every force of the enemy defeated. I love how Archimedes said, if you give me a lever big enough, I can move the world. But I believe that on the cross, God leveraged everything he was for everything that you and I could be. I think this answers why Paul writes to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 1.18. Mm-hmm. He says, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to yep. the world. But they he says, but to us who, is being, who are being saved, it is the power, the power of God. Yeah. So why don't we preach about the cross more? We should. Yeah. And what I think I think people are not feeling confident with it. What else is represented by the cross is the blood that was shed. And you know, Jesus said, that blood is so important. He said, I want you to drink fruit of the vine. Yeah. And I want you to do this in memory of my blood being shed. You know, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Yeah. And it's interesting how 
a lot of people are trying to get away from the blood. It sounds gruesome. It sounds, you know, why would we talk about that? That is so important. The power of God in the cross through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. There have been times when I have prayed and I've said, Lord, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this situation and literally saw God's power change that situation. And so the cross, the blood of the new covenant that was shed on that cross is not to be taken lightly and should be preached more, as you said, because it is the very power of God. And I think that the church, and I say the church as in big C church body, I think that the cross has the power to unite us. But we have to embrace it because at the cross, we die to our opinions. At the cross, we die to our agendas. At at the cross, we lay down our limitations. Because I actually think sometimes denying yourself is denying your own limitations. It isn't about you. It's about what did Jesus set a pattern for us to do. And it's crazy when you look at what Jesus did. He continually went around doing good and setting free those who were oppressed of the devil. He went around, preached the kingdom of heaven is at hand, repent. And so we're supposed to actually walk in the same way. First Peter 2, 24 says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. So it isn't just about dying to sin. It's about living for righteousness. If you look at the garden. Wait, hold on. Oh, yes. Sure. I've got to read the rest of the verse. By his wounds, you have been healed. You know, I look at the Garden of Eden and the tree of life mm-hmm. was to live in God. Right. You know, Jesus made a statement. I don't do anything except I see my father do it. I don't right. say anything unless I hear my... He lived in the father. Adam and Eve lived uh, from the tree of life. They were living and walking with God. Their choice to go with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... It was their choice to say, I want to pick from my opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to pick from what I think is right instead of living in God. And, you know, I just look at the just way a lot of believers say, well, I have this opinion and I have, I think this about this and this about that. And they don't base it off of the eternal word of God. And I'm thinking you are feeding from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil right now. Mm -hmm. This is what Jesus came to set us free from because why? Yes, his word, his covenant may seem like foolishness to the world, but it is the very power of God. And let me explain this to you. God being our creator knows what he knows, what makes us and he knows what breaks us and what unmakes us. Right. And I look at the example that I always like to give is when our four boys were in their toddler years, Christmas was a work day for me. And I'm the typical dad, Lisa. I just open up the box. I throw all the pieces on the floor, throw the manual over in the corner and start building it. Is this because of your engineering degree? I guess. And after an hour and a half of building it, there's still 10 pieces on the floor. I turn the switch on. It doesn't work. So what do I have to do? I have to go get that manual, deconstruct it, redo it the way the guy who designed it said to build it, and it works. It's amazing to me how people think they know what's right for them, Mm -hmm. not God. But here's God who is our maker, and God says, I love you with a perfect love. I am love. I am perfect love. So I know what's best for you, and I'm going to tell you what's best for you. And yet people say, no, my opinion, my opinion, I think this is best for me. I think this guy's right for me. I think this girl's right for me. I think this, this city's right for me. I think this, this, this way of life is right for me. And God's saying, but I've already said 
what? And embracing the cross says, I'm crucified to the world. The yeah. world basically says, I know what's best for me. The believer says, I choose to embrace what God says is best for me. Mm -hmm. And then you get the benefit of everything Jesus provided for us. I love that. So there are believers today, Lisa, they are believers, but yet they're still living from that tree of their own opinion of the knowledge of good and evil mm -hmm. instead of embracing. So is that because they're not denying themselves? It could be. Because I, you know, we, some part of denying ourselves is my own reasoning patterns. Yes. My own, well, I want my way. Yeah. Or this is the way I watched everybody else do it. So denying ourselves means that we say, you know what, God, your way is the way. Take up our cross means we carry out to the world what the cross provided, which I believe, you know, a lot of times people are saying, well, why don't we see different? Why don't we see more power? Why don't we, and you know, we were just at lunch today with somebody that talked about seeing somebody, they were from another country, well, they're Americans, but they're missionaries in another country. They saw somebody raised from the dead, but we cannot expect, we cannot expect to see more power of the cross if we only preach a portion of it. We've got to preach all of what the cross of Jesus Christ purchased for us. It purchased salvation. It purchased soundness of mind. It purchased wholeness of our bodies. It purchased freedom from lies. It purchased freedom and deliverance from wrong thinking. And here's one of the things I love. Romans 6.10 says, for the death he died, he died to sin. He died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So what, what, what's sin? Sin, it, Willfulness. It's, the, it's, the, it's from a Greek word called yep. anomia, yep. which simply means you're not submitted to the authority of God. Right. So if you look at Jesus, what was his greatest temptation leading up to the cross? It was when he was in the garden and he was tempted to say, God, there's got to be a better way than what you showed me I'm supposed to do. But nevertheless, he comes back to nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Mm -hmm. He embraced what God's will was in order to see salvation come to all of us. And when we do the same, when we go, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Now, what am I saying? I'm not saying to be just ambiguous. Yeah, but that's denying yourself, You're right? sitting there. Your friends are putting pressure on you. Man, why don't you just live with this girl? You'll save so much money on rent, so much money on expenses. Then you get married. You can make sure she's the right one. 90% of people are doing it in the world. What does, what does the embracing the cross do? It says, you know what? God says the best thing for me is not to, not to live with my girlfriend and have sex with her before marriage. It's to wait until we're united in, in, in marriage. It's saying, I'm not going to embrace what the world's wisdom is. I'm not, that's their opinion. That's their idea. I'm going to embrace what God says is best. And it always ends up so, you know, in doing and officiating marriages. I've seen couples who weren't faithful to, to the word of God before. And then I've seen couples that were faithful right up to that time of marriage. And there's always this special touch and this presence of God. Why? It doesn't mean there's because not challenges. It, but, it yeah. doesn't mean there's not challenges, but it means mm -hmm. they just walked in the blessing of embracing the cross's benefits. Yeah. Instead of saying, no, I'm going to choose to do it the way everybody else does it, which is the way I think it should be done. So it's really important that we understand anything that God says in his word for you is for your best. 
It's because he loves you or it's for the kingdom of God's best. And so... Wait, can I close with Hebrews 10, 23? Absolutely. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So on this resurrection weekend, I just want people to actually understand we need each other. You need to be encouraging one another to good works. And if you're like me, if you're not content with what you've seen, if you say, I want to see more of the power of God in action in my life and in action through my life, then let's look and study what did the cross provide. And then let's follow Jesus's pattern, deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. We just want to say to every one of you, we hope that you have a magnificent Resurrection Sunday with your family and with your friends and that you truly remember the reason for this upcoming Sunday. It is such a glorious, glorious celebration to realize that God Almighty came to this earth in the form of a human being. He was despised. He was rejected. He was beat. He was spit on. He had his beard plucked out. He had whips going across his back with metal lead tips in them that literally filleted his back like a knife through a butter. He was so beaten that the Bible says he didn't even look like a man anymore. He knew he was going to face this. This is why he sweat drops of blood in the garden saying, God, if there's any other way. God had showed him this is what was needed to save humanity. And he being the creator, they could have said, you know, the father and son could have said, you know what, Let, let's create another universe and create somebody who really loves us. Man betrayed us, man denied us, man committed treason against us. But he chose when we did this to come and die for us. This is the savior that we serve. This is the king who we serve. There is no salvation in any other name under heaven that men can be saved, women can be saved, other than through the name of Jesus because of what he did on that cross. He knew he was going to face it. He did it willfully and he did, did it, it because he loved you. And so if you've never em- before embraced Jesus Christ as your bridegroom, as your Lord, as your savior, you know, when a, when a girl gets married to a guy, she is saying goodbye to 3.9 billion guys. She's saying, this is the man I'm giving my heart and life to for the rest of my life. That's what's required in a relationship. Jesus is called the groom. We're called the bride. And if you've never given him your entire heart and life, I want to plead with you to be reconciled back to God right now. I want to plead with you right now to make the decision to choose Jesus. Because when you choose Jesus, yes, you deny yourself. You give him all of you, but he gives you all of him. And it's a much better trade. It's actually not a trade. It's a covenant. He gets all of you. You get all of him. Now together, you're even better. Okay. And so he's not better, but you're better. But actually in reality, in his heart, he is better because he has room for you in his heart because he desires you he pursued you and he wants to live forever with you so if you have never received jesus as lord pray this prayer with me right now maybe lisa you could be saying their part and i'll 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 say the prayer just say this out loud right now i want you to say it with the mouth confessions made to salvation just say this with me god in heaven god in heaven forgive me forgive me for living life my way for living life my way apart from you apart from my creator my creator but today today that's all changing that all changed on this day 
on this day. I give my spirit, soul, and body. I give my spirit, soul, and everything body. Everything I am. Everything I am. Everything I have. Everything I have. To you, Jesus. To you, Jesus. You are now my Lord. You are now I my Lord. embrace your cross. I embrace the cross. And I am thankful for the resurrection life that you're giving me. And I'm thankful for the resurrection life I'm that you're giving me. I'm one with you. I'm one with I'm you. I'm part of your family. I'm part of your I family. And I am forever yours. And I'm forever yours. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I am completely me. clean now. I am completely because clean. Because of what you've done. Yes, because of what Jesus you've done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I uh, just want to remind you again, please rate, review, and even subscribe to the show. And if you write a review, we might read it on air. I want to remind you about Messenger X. Jesus yeah. said, go into, world, into all the world, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe what I've commanded you. We have come out with a absolutely magnificent app. It's world-class. It's got 116 languages on it. It's got courses. It's got books. It's got uh, praise films. and worship, short films. Things for you. One Things for of family. the courses on there, or one of the books I should say on there, is Lisa's book, Girls with Swords. Now, you say, guys, guys are thinking right now, Girls with Swords? Yes, it, you'll love it. The truth in this book is magnificent. You can go on the app and you can go through it for absolutely no charge. You can do it with a couple friends. Just hit do it with friends and your contacts will come up. You can actually go through it together. Now, to get that app you just need to download messenger x on the app store no space between the r and the x or on google play if you have an android messenger x or if you just want to use your computer messengerx.com we have literally over a thousand people almost every day coming in as new users on it we have people using it in 15,000 cities all over the world become a part of this global community that is being discipled by the word of god we welcome you to do it and until next time celebrating 200 conversations and wow, happy Lisa. easter if what a great time happy easter yep. happy resurrection sunday yep. 200 big conversations. I look forward to the next 200. This has been John and Lisa on Conversations. Thanks for listening to Conversations with John and Lisa. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, be sure to check out our other shows in the Messenger Podcast Network, including The Godmother with Lisa Bevere and Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. You can also connect with John and Lisa through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget, you can download the Messenger X app today in the App Store. Until next time.